Yeah, I'm going to do a little uh, PSA for our last episode before we start, though. So just, um, yeah. And Derek, you can chime in, too. What did Preble fuck up on this one? Oh, it wasn't Preble. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It was the old Timster. It was. <laughs> okay. So, right. I don't know how to say this without, without you know, insulting everybody here, but fucking up the podcast is my thing. <laughs> I'm not going to let Paco or Tim or even you, Max, take that, take that shit away from me, okay? That's fucking my thing. Okay? Me and my box have that. Oh, <laughs> fucking leave it alone. I'm tired of this shit. But right at the top of the show, we just want to let all the listeners know that Tim's audio straight up died about an hour into this episode, but uh, that's why we record it back up on Skype, so you'll get a throwback audio sounding Tim towards the end of the show. So with that said, we hope you enjoy The Town with Tim's shitty audio, and Derek, you were not in this episode. Well, Tim's audio must have lost its job. <laughs> it did not lose its job because I would have killed myself. <laughs> it was it was simply sent home on an unpaid suspension because of uh, anger issues and perhaps a violent assault. Just like Dennis little, and Callahan, little, exactly. little mix of me too in there. Yeah, <laughs> a little pinch of sexual harassment. Yeah, so (laughs) that type of stuff really gets you in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, people don't like that anymore. No, make America great again. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Grab America by that pussy. (laughs) All right. To our first episode of the new year with the dicks in the back row the movie review podcast where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones i'm your co-host max healy out in nashville dark brady won't be able to make it in today because he's still vacationing hawaii but we do have timmy slim jim tim begin in boston how are you tim wonderful great and also in boston hopefully staying warm inside his ice covered cardboard box is michael preble how are you sir I'm very well, Max. I'm very excited to talk about my frozen city. (laughs) Well, as I mentioned, Derek could make it in, so we decided just to do a Boston-themed episode this week in 2010's The Town, directed by Ben Affleck and also starring Ben Affleck, as well as Jeremy Renner, Rebecca Hall, John Hamm, and Blake Lively. And um, I know, obviously, we've all seen this movie before, since it's kind of like a rite of passage if you're from... Massachusetts and need to watch any kind of Boston movie in theaters. And um, I was already living in Tennessee at this point, but for you guys, do you guys actually remember when this movie was getting filmed? Yeah. Yeah, it was like in the newspaper every day. Where are they filming the town? <laughs> I was I was still in Connecticut, so I don't remember being there for it, but I just remember coming back in like the summers and stuff like that, and people would just be like, have you not seen the town ten times? It's like, oh my god. Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> well, uh, we we talked about this before the uh, the podcast started, but I'll I'll say it for all the uh, all of our listeners. Basically, the, you know, I was living in Boston at the time, and like every every kid from the suburbs who really really wanted to be from Boston started taught like reciting that stat about all the robberies that happened in in Charlestown, and like all everyone from Charlestown's a bank robber. Like it was a fucking like literally like chiseled into the uh 
into a, you know like the Ten Commandments chiseled in the stone, and it's just not true. That's just like a fu- a total farce. So some kid, <laughs> a bunch of kids who went you know it's basically every kid from like Danvers went out and got a fucking fighting Irish tattoo in the back of their neck. I started wearing scaly caps around after this movie came out, talking about how they're going to be a bit, ba- you know, dude, my dad knew the guy who used to be, you know, the guy who was like a bank robber back in Charlestown, thought, you know. <laughs> Every time you spit out a piece of gum in Boston, there's a bank robbery. Right. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yes. Saying. It's a fact. You see the water? That's how many bank robberies there are. All the water. Like, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Tommy, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> For the amount of grain of sand in the fucking city, there's a bank robbery going on somewhere in Charlestown. Yeah. How many banks are in Charlestown? <laughs> Dude, About it's 10 just billion. banks and bank robbers. <laughs> it's just banks and safe houses. That's it. If you, yeah, if bank you robbers up, are running from other bank robbers. Right. It's just a never-ending cycle. <laughs> like, oh, if, you okay. grew up in, if you grew up in Charlestown, there's two jobs for you. You can either be a bank teller or a bank robber. <laughs> And then you switch. <laughs> Either way, you're robbing people. Yeah. Uh, hey, yo. 2009 financial crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Bazinga. You also got a nice <laughs> look at the, the then unknown opioid crisis, which was <laughs> very true. Hilarious. Or at least not, not well recognized opioid crisis. I was like, oh, that's good. All right. Oh, it's never gone away. It's always been there. Uh, we're we're always gonna be here. <laughs> All right. Well, um. Also, so just instead of me saying Doug or Jem or Frawley, I'm just gonna say the actors' names because it's just much easier just to distinguish them that way. Hope you guys are okay yeah. with that. No, that's no fine. one. No one will know. Yeah, I was no. gonna say. I think that's. I don't. I honestly don't know any of their names. I didn't even. Me I just know that. What's that? That one girl, like the main love interest. I just kept calling her Lady. I was like, yeah, and then the lady, <laughs> my notes. I was like, ladies talking to Ben. Lady. And then, and then it's like, and then Jeremy and Ben are talking to the lady. All right. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. So, movie opens up, just like we just mentioned, a few quotes about how Charlestown's full of bank robbers. And then you're introduced to a bunch of bank robber boys doing bank robber stuff with creepy Grim Reaper masks. And, um, you know what's also like really str- uh, strangely dated about this scene is that Affleck's telling all the hostages to hand over their blackberries. Yes, thank you. <laughs> like what? I also had that. I was like, that's hilarious. Welcome to 2010, where the blackberry was like the big thing. Everyone hand oh. over your chocolate threes and blackberries. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hand over your razors. Exactly. <laughs> razors. You took it right out of my mouth. The razor. I was like, yeah. You got, the, you, got the, you got the Verizon flip phones? Get them, get them in here. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are dangerous. They can cut you. Kid, you can play Snake on it for free. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question. If if either of you guys were ever in a bank robbery, would you ever try and do anything? I'd, I would be... I would be so I'd be so cooperative if I was ever in a bank robbery. I'd be like, "What do you need, sir? Do you want me to carry the money out? Like, I I will do whatever you ask. <laughs> you want me to join the gang? I'll kill yeah. my coworkers. Like, what do you need me to do? To <laughs> I get out of here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, do you need me to kill this person over here that I work with to prove to you that I'm down? Because I'll do that. <laughs> I'll take my pants what, off if whatever, you need me to. Yeah, whatever well, gets me out of the situation alive. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm already taking my pants off. Don't worry about it. No, it's cool. I'll, I'll just take them off. <laughs> Listen, listen, I already got a leg out. Just let me finish this. <laughs> the belt is already by my ankles, sir. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Why are, you, why are you grabbing your ankles right now? Don't question me. This is not what you're supposed to do in a bank robbery? 
Everyone give me your flip phones and put your fucking hands on your ankles. Let's go. <laughs> Standard procedure. Let's go. <laughs> Everyone knows this. Okay. It's just like going through security at the airport. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh also, I have to say, I love the fact that, I, before we, like, no, don't want to skip ahead, but, like, when they're opening up the safe, when they're looking at the clock on the wall, like, that's fucking connected to the safe. Like, when have you ever seen, like, a like a, just a regular-ass wall clock be, you know, <laughs> like, that's the defining point for when this very sophisticated, I'm sure, safe is going to open up. Like, there are always, like, 10 clocks on the wall in the bank. They're all, like, 20 minutes off. That's yeah, no that's way true. that's a guarantee that that's, like, the actual time. I Did just they thought even, like have paper money anymore in banks. Like I, I, I thought that when this movie was shot, like I thought like you know, PayPal was a thing. I didn't think like bank. <laughs> I didn't think like bank robbery was. You know, this isn't like the fucking old west. <laughs> Rapid stagecoaches, you know. <laughs> they just Bitcoin's run off at a horse. The, I was gonna say Bitcoin's just around the corner, so I thought right. you know they might be getting ahead of things. Right. Venmo. I don't know. God, that's what they should have done. Instead of dressing up as cops at the end of the movie, they should have just dressed up as redcoats and then just jumped on horses. <laughs> It just like ran down the north end. You know what? I've actually I would give Ben Affleck a, a shit ton of credit if that's what he fucking did. It was, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Pew said that made no sense. Continuity's off, but I I would have stood up and applauded. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, though, like they wanted to just take the blackberries because they're super smart and they knew that all the hostages could use them as bombs if they wanted to. Yeah, it's true. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know from our from our experience uh, uh, from. Steven Seagal, we all know that you can basically make anything into a bomb. What's that? Brillo pads and a little bit of water? Bomb. Yep. Uh, bomb. You know, whatever. Blackberries? Bomb. I know. I actually wrote that down. I was half expecting the under siege moment when they put all the blackberries into the microwave. I'm like, everyone get down! <laughs> get out now! Oh my god, it's in the microwave! It's gonna blow! <laughs> Also, my connection has been super shitty for the past week, so I apologize ahead of time if I just interrupt you guys because I can't. I can only hear like half the shit that you guys are saying. This is gonna, this is gonna be very good for you, Max. I think you're really gonna enjoy yep. the, the shit that we're we're talking about <laughs> when you edit this together. Yeah. Now they make the assistant bank manager Claire, played by Rebecca Hall, open the safe, but she's panicking a bit until Ben Affleck calms her down and tells her to breathe because he's the nice one in the group. Meanwhile, Jeremy Renner beats the shit out of bank branch manager and then takes Claire hostage because he's the crazy wild card in the group. He's the Charlie. It's the Charlie Day. <laughs> <laughs> wild card, <laughs> bitches! <laughs> that is really who he is. If, if Jeremy Renner was like nicer or like you know less of a psychopath in this movie, he would be Charlie Day. This is true. Charlie Day went to Merrimack. Like, I know he did. Played baseball there. Mm-hmm. That's right. Does not look like a baseball player. I, no, he does not. <laughs> the bank manager in this, they like this movie is basically set in like the mid two thousands. You know, like that's mm-hmm. the earliest it's set in. They're making this bank manager out to be like you know you know how like in old timey movies they make bank managers out to be like the most prestigious guy in town. <laughs> like if you're the bank manager, like you're the fucking you know head of the Elks Club. Like, women, people come to you for advice. That's not how bank managers are anymore. Like, you basically need a GED and not do meth daily to be a bank manager now. <laughs> this, they're making this guy out to be, like, you know, he went to Harvard Business School, you know, he's friends with the president. No. <laughs> this guy would pocket be, watch. This, yeah. Right. Yeah. No. This guy would be fucking, like, begging for his life, just being like, everyone cooperate. I gotta get out of here. You know? <laughs> I'll take my pants off, I swear. <laughs> 
This is a guy right. who's just like, listen, I show up at nine almost every day, and I don't don't come in over like leftover drunk from whatever shit shitty bar I gave right. from last night. That's who the bank managers are today. Right. He's got a comb over. He's late in his alimony payments. Like this. You know, this <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, this isn't like, you know, the guy from, you know, like, it's a wonderful life, right? Like, right. not everyone's an upstanding citizen. Like, he's just some guy right. who can yeah, count just, to ten. Yeah, just just a dude, yeah. Just silently farting in the corner. <laughs> looking around. Right. Everyone says, like, don't go over, don't go over to Paul's ass after a lunch. It really just stinks <laughs> over there. <laughs> uh, I think we got a pipe. We got a gas pipe or something. Something's something's loose. All right, I got to go so for my break. Maintenance? Does someone get maintenance down? Does someone get called Jeff? Get maintenance? <laughs> Something's wrong. <laughs> okay, sure. All right, so then you're introduced to Detective Adam Frawley, played by John Hamm, interviewing Claire after the robbery, and he's good at his job, and he's not going to be like Detective Mike Norris in this movie because he assures Claire that his team knows what they're doing. Also, Tim, no sweater by John uh, by John Hamm. In this. That's how you know he's not a real cop. You know, he's not going to find the bad guy. That's how you know. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's all about the I forgot John Hamm was in this. I 100% forgot John Hamm. So when I saw him, I was like, whoa, John Hamm, what are you doing here? Hey. I was like, oh, hey, what are you doing here, buddy? You haven't made anything good in a while now. I now did not Madden's like over. him in this movie. I did not like him in this movie. I really yeah. did. Yeah. I think that was intentional. I mean, this is like prime time, uh, like right in the middle of uh, Mad Men, too, I think. For John Hamm. I was going to say, this is like his yeah. peak right now, I feel Don, like. Yeah. Don Draper. And then in this, he looks like shit. <laughs> On purpose, I think. Like well, he, Five o'clock shadow. Yeah, five o'clock shadow. He's kind of like clammy looking. Like he's got, well, you know, he needs a, he needs a haircut in the back of his neck. I think he is, a, he like does have a drinking problem in real life. He did. <laughs> does yeah. he really? Yeah, yeah oh, well, yeah. not anymore. I think he's re- he's in recovery. Uh, he's recovering, he, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. I, I blame Mad Men for a lot of my drinking problems too, though. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even like whiskey until I saw that show. Yeah, Max is just like monkey see, monkey do. Blur, blur, blur. People keep talking uh, about it in the papers. Mm. <laughs> mm, sweet whiskey. Mm, Come on, me for you, please. Hold, hold on, I just spilled whiskey all over my iPad. There we go. Oh no, no, that's good. That's gonna make it more sociable. This Thank you, John Hamm. This is this is this is Max. <laughs> this is real life. This is Max's David Hasselhoff moment. I'm hanging on by a thread. I'm, <laughs> I'm just one drink away from being a bank manager right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, back at the safe house, the boys look at Claire's driver's license and find out that she only lives four blocks away. So after some back and forth, Ben Affleck says he'll check on her just to make sure she didn't see anything. And uh, after this, the boys are at their local townie bar, and Ben Affleck doesn't drink anymore, but Blake Lively's character certainly drinks and does Oxy and Coke and Xanax and probably whatever else anyone gives her because uh, she's a real bad bitch who wants everyone to know that there's still white trash girls in Boston who can fight. That's a true. That's a truth. That's true. Yeah, I was going to say, those, those people still actually exist. Right. That's one thing that's not really. Although I will. <laughs> so one. So two. I have two quick things to say about this. One. Why is that always a theme in like Boston? Boston crime movie where like one of the heroes. I think was it Leonardo DiCaprio drinks like cranberry juice in The Departed, and now Ben <laughs> yeah. Affleck does drink. Now he drinks, you know, cranberry juice, juice or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Some. And the other thing too, I love the. There's a nice just picture of JFK hanging in the bar, just to make sure we all know it's really authentic, authentic Irish here. 
<laughs> Let's go. Oh, okay. Not to not to totally derail your point, Mike, but um, I'm a sober gentleman, and I'm currently drinking a cranberry juice with lime and seltzer. Nothing so, wrong with that. So. Apparently it's, you, that us, apparently it's just a thing that us sober guys do Dude. when we go when we're you know we're just sitting there wishing we could have a beer, <laughs> wishing we could drink. Well, it's good yeah. for you, that, Tim, because I'm just pounding Dayquil severe. So because that, that's my <laughs> life right now. Purple's <laughs> putting it over rocks. Yeah, he's gonna say, oh yeah, let a little dribble over, let dribble over the ice cubes. Yeah, mm. nice and thick. <laughs> That's why I like it. This has gotten sad. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> but JFK, right? Uh, JFK. <laughs> also, though, so this is what I was kind of thinking about, too. And we talked about this before the show, about all the bank robberies and the people that live in this town and the stereotypes. But this movie takes place in the present, but it should have taken place in the 90s before all like the gentrification took over Boston because that bar now would just be full of rich kids and hipsters. Yes. Oh, dude! I was gonna say you can't be a you can't be an assistant bank manager or a bank teller and live in Charlestown. You you can't live like fucking east of four ninety five no. and be a fucking assistant bank manager and live in Boston. No, she'd be living in Braintree, taking the tea in every day. Yeah, exactly. She's not living. She's not living in a sick place in Charleston on her own. Come on, she's taking two buses and a train. Going back to Blake Lively too. I thought that she was great in this. Like she's, she's you know, very good. You you're just used to her being like the preppy pretty girl, and I thought she just like she totally nailed the whole like slurring pillhead, just like white trash girl that everyone just wants to avoid. We all know several girls that are just like that. Like she nails it. Did you? If you want to, if you want to meet a Blake Lively, Lively lookalike, you go to Andrews Station or you go to Sullivan Square Station, and they're just, it's like the doppelgangers, as far as the eye can see. It's all, uh, anywhere on the red line, basically. Any major T-stop on the red line, you can find a few, a few yeah. Blake Lively looks. Right. Not on the Mattapan red line. You know, the Mattapan line go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a real line. Right. So Affleck and Blake Lively bang, but that doesn't help old sad Ben. So he gets a workout in, mainly just so he can show off how ripped he is for this movie. And then he goes to an AA meeting to show the audience that Boston somehow still has degenerates, even though you can barely afford rent on like a $80,000 salary. That had one of the grossest things I've ever heard in it, though. That like three in the morning meeting where what was it the guy's up there he's talking and he says she's my eskimo and that's what <laughs> oh, i wanted yeah. to no. just cut i just wanted to break my Ew. computer over my knee <laughs> like a baseball bat i was like oh, god honestly i feel like you could probably you would probably hear that at like a boston area um aa meeting it's just some dude who could who literally didn't pass seventh grade and can't read who's hey, like yeah. trying trying to be as deep as possible because <laughs> you know something I found something about myself I'm just a walrus and she's my <laughs> walrus Honda and then she's being like really profound it's like what the fuck is going on here anywhere else anywhere else that would not fly Jimmy Jimmy, you back on the sauce <laughs> yes <laughs> all that blubber keeps me warm <laughs> All right, so Affleck is tailing Claire the next day, and they start talking at the laundromat after. Uh, and then after that, though, she does have a bit of a PTSD episode um, when she goes to clean her bloodstained shirt. But Affleck, being the good guy, makes her laugh and asks her out for a drink. 
Interesting fact. Uh, this is actually how Abby and I met. Really? <laughs> yep. She, What's uh, and all? Based, she came up to me at the laundromat. She was like, can I have some change? And I said, get a job. <laughs> <laughs> and then she uh, cried, and the rest is history, you know? <laughs> That's and that's that beautiful love story. Just <laughs> yeah. jaw clenched. You should be fucking lucky you're in public. <laughs> okay. All right, well. You want to go out and get a drink sometime? Sure thing. I don't drink. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Okay, well. What did you just you? say to me? <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. All right. So, after this, John Hamm. Uh, fucks up this dude at a crack house and gets a lead on uh, the bad guys, I guess, or the, just the boys. And then uh, after Affleck and Claire go on a date, I had some other notes there, but I guess I didn't write them down, so I had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. The only, it's funny because the only thing I had here was mandatory minimums. That's what I had. He's like, that's a mandatory 20 sentence, random guy. He's like, oh, okay, good. Mandatory minimums. Yeah. Sentences. Because that's my world. That's how I view all these movies. <laughs> yeah. All right, now it's time for you to get smashed onto this glass table. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Fucking brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so Affleck and Claire go on a date, and Claire admits that she lied to the FBI because uh, she actually did see something, and that was Jeremy Renner's neck tattoo. But uh, the following day, Affleck lies a Remmer about it, saying that uh, she didn't see anything, and she's totally fine, and, and there's nothing to worry about. Is that is that an actual real bar? Where the fuck were they? They're like right over that sand and gravel place. I was trying to figure that out because they're right over like the high. They're right over like ninety three or something. I yeah, think. Like right near the garden. Yeah, so I'm trying to like think. I'm trying to like visualize in my mind. But I have no idea. Yeah, Either. it's kind of. It's not really like in Charlestown. It's more in. Uh, it's right in like the Charlestown like Everett border. Yeah, Everett. it's like. Yeah, it's like kind of more like by Sullivan Square. Hmm. Okay. I forget what it's called. I forget what it's called. Well, after that, Affleck walks Claire home, and she tells him about some project guys that had harassed her and thrown glass bottles at her on her walk home. So cut to one of the best lines of the movie when Affleck goes to Remmer and says, I need your help, and I, I can't tell you about it, but we're going to hurt some people. And then Remmer just replies with, whose car we got to take? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking psycho. He's been waiting all day for that. You know, he's just been sitting there drinking Budweiser and just waiting. Just waiting for the call. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't write down, but that just, that just makes me laugh. The callback, or not even a callback, just the the line later on about it's like, yeah, not all of us could do oxygen play Xbox all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a life, though. You know, <laughs> what a dream world these people live in. Almost, almost literally, just seeing colors they didn't see before on the Xbox. <laughs> okay, real so, good at Halo, kid. It's just like a loading bar. It's not even playing Halo. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Did we already skip past when uh, Claire was talking to John Hamm and he goes, anyone who lawyers up is guilty? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Preble, I need your opinion on that. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, you, you shouldn't say that, probably, because that's, like, that's really uh, undercutting some real foundational, some foundational rights there we have in our, in our country together. If any law enforcement officer is ever going to speak to you, if I had to say... Always get a lawyer or just never say anything. Those are my two pieces of advice as a law student. Not a real lawyer, so this does not constitute real legal advice. But if you're ever being questioned by police officers or anybody like that, either don't say anything or get a lawyer. The easiest way to resolve any problems. There you go. Brandon, 
Just look at that Brandon kid on the Netflix show. Oh, dude, I feel like half of Netflix now is just like wrongful, yeah, like, oh, wrongful yeah. imprisonment shows. or whatever. Making a murderer, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, making a murderer. So, Jesus Christ. If I just tell you I killed those people, I can have my soda? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes, Brendan. <laughs> Sign this, please. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Again, just just real simple. Get a lawyer. Just, just don't say anything or say something with a or say something with a lawyer. It's the easiest way to get your just keep out of trouble. Easiest way. Yeah, and, then, and that's what Remmer does later on. All the other guys are kind of talking, and Remmer just laughs and goes, lawyer. And that's, like, his only scene in the interrogation. Yeah. It's like, this guy knows what he's <laughs> yeah. doing. Yeah. <laughs> At least Jeremy's on the ball. <laughs> All right. Um, so they uh, break into this uh, project building with these ho- hockey masks on and rough up these two guys. And then Remmer, just being the psycho that he is, shoots the guy in the leg a few times and takes off his mask just because he doesn't give a fuck. Jeremy Renner is really conforming to the ar- the archetype here of just being the insane friend who's like, I'm ready to destroy whatever because I have uncontrollable rage. This is what they call a Charlestown hoedown. <laughs> <laughs> or a Tuesday. Yeah, go go find the ethnic person in the projects and beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Boston way. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh Just God. so everyone knows, the bo- the reputation about Boston being very racist is very true. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Okay. Ask Adam Jones. Right. I don't play baseball no more. And the only people who <laughs> deny it are racist Irish people. <laughs> and Italians. They're doing like Kurt Schilling comes yeah. out of nowhere again. Just like, right. I have and to say something. It's like, no. And every caller on WEEI. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, those, but those are, that's a demographic. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. They're, they're going the, straight for that. It's like, we are the most civilized people ever. Now, let me tell you something about this. Let me tell you about right. my blog. It's like, wait. Now let, me, now, let me tell you an extremely offensive uh, offensive joke about Mecco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but tell you what, these Cape Verdeans no! are really fucking up our neighborhood. All right, right. that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry, you're you're on suspension again. Yeah, <laughs> never an ever rotating just suspension of anyone that's ever hosted that show. Right. Fucking. All right. So now the FBI has a real lead when they discover that the only dude in the crew who has a real job, Desmond, took sick days that were also on the same days of multiple armed robberies. Oh no. Dun, dun, dun. So after this, Affleck and Claire are talking and says that his dad moved to the suburbs, which isn't true, and his mom left as a kid, and he likes to think that she went to Tangerine, Florida, because her mom lived there. Hmm, wonder if that monologue will come back in any way. <laughs> That's exactly what I have written down, Max. I have, Gardens are so peaceful. God, I hate this story, but thanks for letting us know that Tangerine, Florida is going to come up again. <laughs> oh, God. Is that a is that a real place? That's like, I feel like that's the end of like the Boston brick road, yellow brick road. It's like Tangerine, <laughs> Florida. They just make up this like this fake place. It's like in this Tangerine, Florida, where there's tangerines everywhere, and <laughs> and people can go out in the sunshine and not get sunburned. It's a paradise. <laughs> the rivers run orange. <laughs> With tangerines. <laughs> well, Tim, due, due to a quick Google search, there absolutely is a tangerine, Florida. Wow. Located 1,104 miles away from where I am. Oh, no, I've given away my location. <laughs> it's like, it's in the, but it's in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Uh, that's not a good sign. It's literally like, I don't Swamp even, people. Yeah, it's literally like right in the middle. 
of Florida. Well, that's terrifying. In the Everglades. Yeah. That's yeah, a good Lake spot to go. Opa Opa, wherever. I don't know. Just also, of, what the fuck are all these Indians doing here? I thought I was in Florida. Exactly. I thought <laughs> they were going to be just only old people here. Old right. people and meth addicted alligators. <laughs> God damn. God, I cannot imagine a meth addicted alligator. And that'd be fucking terrifying, right? Isn't that just Gary Busey? <laughs> Very busy. Hawaii. <laughs> Somewhere. Uh, Derek would be loving it th- this right now. So, after this, the FBI is taking surveillance pictures of Desmond and the rest of the crew. Cut between John Hamm going all- over all the guys' criminal bios. So, uh, Fat Albert, he's the, the car expert who... <laughs> Who uh, steals them, and he's uh, the getaway driver. Remmer's character, Jem, already established as a psycho. Killed the guy when he was 18 and served nine years for manslaughter. I don't know how that happened. And Doug, Ben Affleck, uh, used to date Blake Lively, who's Remmer's sister. And his dad used to do jobs for the florist, whose name in this, I guess, is Fergie. uh, Played by the big game hunter from Jurassic Park 2. Thank you, man. <laughs> That's who I had an earlier note about. That's who he is. Jurassic, I had our Jurassic Park connection runs again. I was like, thanks, poor man's Muldoon. It's <laughs> very true. Yeah, I was like, I couldn't, I didn't remember his name. I just remember he was in this. Muldoon's keep, less interesting keep, father. Yeah, precisely. Like, yeah, that's oh, true. God. Yeah. Keep that money and give me that dinosaur. <laughs> And then uh, also Affleck's dad, he's in prison for a double homicide. And uh, he also used to play professional hockey until he got kicked out for fighting everybody. So that's yeah. that's the story on all of them. Solid job of just building a lot of character development in a short amount of time, though. Like, good job by Affleck there. That was like a 45-second scene. It's like, all right, now we don't need to do anything else about these characters. You know who they are. It's one of the beauties. It's like one of the beauties of like these types of movies, right? Where they can just mm. be like they're criminals, right? So we have to like inform, you know, we gotta like let the police, you know, the department, whatever it is, the FBI know about XYZ. And like this is like a very convenient way of like advancing plot, but also like informing the audience like who these yeah. people are. Right. That's the thing, is like we're kinda of shitting on this movie right now, but in reality it's not a bad movie. It's a good movie. No, I like this oh, movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. The only reason I shit on it is because I'm from here. Right, that's that's the thing is it's like for I think for us especially cuz we're more realistic about like what Boston is especially now it's like it's just kind of corny in a, in certain ways but it's still like entertaining. I you know, someone put this on I wouldn't be like, "Oh, fucking turn this off. This is a terrible movie." Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's the most dangerous place on the planet and then he got some like liberal girl with like purple and pink hair with like, you know, tie-dye huge glasses walking down the street. It's like, my God, they're dangerous. Right. Look out. <laughs> I gotta get to BU to go to my classes. Right. All right. See you later. I gotta get to my women's study program. <laughs> this place has changed. <laughs> we need to let all the refugees in. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, you mean that Animals. like 100,000 100, college, progressive-thinking college students come to the city every year and that most like working class... Townie and Southie people actually don't live in there anymore, and it's just yuppies. Oh, okay. So this whole no. movie's fake. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. No, no, no. You need to go to Brockton to see that. 
Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bri- if you yeah, if you guys actually want to see like some like really white trash, <laughs> shithole really white trash. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Massachusetts Brockton. people just move to Brockton. <laughs> Go to Avon or Brockton. You'll see a lot of these people in real life there. <laughs> right. Bunch of Blake Lively's just kind of bouncing around over there. Uh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Blake Lively. <laughs> Claire and Affleck are on a lunch date, and oh shit, Jeremy Remmer pops up and Ben's in some big trouble. I like how Jeremy Renner like is talking shit to him. Like, why are you at like such a fancy place? But it's also like, but why are you here, Jeremy Renner? Like, right. You know. No, I'm just walking like, by. I like make walking by here, making fun of all the libs. <laughs> oh, oh okay. Harvard Square eating lunch. Look Hawaiian at this. pizza. <laughs> right. Like, oh, oh, you got a credit card? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, you're fancy, huh? You have good credit. Ooh. Yeah. Like, oh. You gone soft. Look at you. You having a side salad or something? Yeah. <laughs> Light dressing? Oh, watch out. Right. <laughs> Just a spritz of lemon for you, huh? Dandy boy. It's like, oh. All right. Come on, you, you fucking know that Mary. You really from, yeah. <laughs> just a you light beer at really lunch? from Charlestown. You just eat french fries. <laughs> you die of heart disease at 55, right. or you get shot in a bank robbery. I thought we made this clear. It's like, oh, okay. There's one thing in a Charlestown grocery store, and it's sacks of taters. <laughs> and fish sticks. <laughs> None of those That's fancy it. fish sticks, just Gordon's fisherman fish sticks. <laughs> uh, pretty good scene though. This rumor is you know he's throwing on all the all the charm while at the same time still being pretty scary. And then uh, you get the just like like the continuous shots of Rummer's neck or his neck tattoo. And then uh, at the end of it, Affleck just blocks it from Claire when he gets up to leave. But uh, good scene, good scene. Yeah, it was. Lots of suspense. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. And then uh, after this, Remmer, who uh, kind of has the upper hand, pushes Affleck to do the next job, uh, which he didn't think was right because one of the armed truck drivers is a wannabe G.I. Joe with his boots tucked into his uniform. But uh, he doesn't really have a choice because if he doesn't do it, Remmer will tell the guys that Affleck's dating Claire. So he agrees to do it, but says that this is going to be his last job. Somehow I feel like this isn't going to be his last job. And this is also the point where I recognize <laughs> that we are 45 minutes in and this is all I remember from the movie. And there was still like an hour and 15 say. minutes to go. I was like, oh, shit. Well, to Max's point, like, I remember, Max, you texted the other day. It was basically just like, it's just bank robbery talking. Yeah. You could just skip over all the talking. Yeah. And then another <laughs> yep. bank or another robbery. Yeah. Talking, skip over all that. And then another bank robbery, and then it ends. <laughs> and then everyone's dead. Movie over. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. People die in this movie. And this you know what? Shock to the audience. No tits. Yes. That's a good, good point. Good point, Max. I didn't even think about this. I'm so disappointed now. They needed Steven Seagal <laughs> as a special advisor to this movie. <laughs> now, he would have had it back full of tits. <laughs> Weighs about yeah. 150 pounds extra now. Now you got to understand here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. There were there were tits in it. Oh yeah, when yeah. Strippers. The strip club. Yeah. Oh, that's strip right. Club. That's right. Yeah, yeah I saw. Which yes. also, that's not. They true. don't count. There's two they're strip clubs titties. in Boston, and they're bad strip clubs. Yeah, no, I was gonna say Squires isn't what it used to be, guys. Oh my god, Squires Gold Banana. Oh, he's fucking. 
Yeah. Yeah. Th- those were some of those like 1980s balloon boobs. I don't even think they don't count. Like those aren't <laughs> boobs. Those are just <laughs> Yeah. Those are just balloons. Those centerfolds are, yeah. what is I that? can I can tell you. Centerfolds, you know. Centerfolds. Not the not the greatest and you know. Those were, you know. Not the best bu- lunch buffet either. <laughs> That's the real thing. <laughs> really That's soggy real wings. Yeah. yeah. Wings no good, you. bacon bad. God damn yeah. it. Boo. Oh, you know, God. you think they could step it up on a Tuesday at 11.30 for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, a mass ave, eating wings that are cr- that are all crunchy. You're not at centerfolds anymore, huh? Hmm. <laughs> right. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so after this, Affleck meets uh, his dad in jail, played by Chris Cooper, and uh, he tells Affleck that his mom wasn't an angel, and she was like all the other projects, trash in Charlestown, and uh, he didn't look for her because there's nothing to find. But uh, he does get a little emotional after he says that and um, walks out right after that. Hmm. Maybe uh, more of that will come later. It's true. I also just want to make a quick shout-out here because there's a point right when he chris cooper comes in and is like oh like there's some reason he like for some reason i can't remember what it is now but ben affleck realizes like oh he has a limited amount of time or he's still getting into trouble or something like that yeah he got into a fight yeah chris cooper says southie boys want to run everything and i immediately thought of the dawson's beautiful shining faces sprung in my mind so i feel like this is a direct that they're that their golden faces were meant to be in this in this part of the movie Chris and people, Jack trying to run. run people in Walpole would be so angry if they said the Dawson boys were from Southie. <laughs> Jeff's trying to trying to improve the menu. <laughs> what? If, no, but what if? What if? Okay, just hypothetically, right? So the guy who runs Charles sounds a florist, just sitting there, like you know, snipping off all the stems of the roses. What if Herm ran mm. Southie, mm. and then all the guys that Herm hired? to have to run jobs for him like showed up to his apartment he was just like break it like baking like an apple and brie tart <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like an it apron sense, actually and then making really really strong like threats you know like hey listen you try to fuck me over on this you know <laughs> so we're like gonna imagine jeff with like a nice bit like one of them like chef's hats on and he's yeah. just laying, laying out justice he's like but that being said i'm gonna fucking gild you <laughs> With my baster. Right. When someone pisses him off, he rips the chef's, half, chef's hat off and throws it on the ground. <laughs> and he goes, listen, Jimmy, you don't fucking get it, do you? Just leave this, perfectly, uh, this perfect presentation of like a five-course dinner on their stoop. It's like, oh, my God. I'm a dead right. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, how you, that's when you know you're dead. <laughs> this decorum is beautiful. <laughs> well, I know it's beautiful, but I know it's bad, too. Oh, oh boy. God. Oh, it tastes so good, though. Oh, oh you done goofed up this time. <laughs> We're going to rob the cathedral of bunt cakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That made me mad, too. We'll talk about that later. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that me too. <laughs> got, got things to say about that. Um, yeah, so after this, Claire and Affleck have sex for the first time, and pretty lame move by Affleck, by the way, asking him to go into her room because his uncle lives in the building across the way. Like, if you're not Ben Affleck, that's going to work maybe one time out of a hundred. Yeah, no, if you're I not bad, I don't think it's... Works for me a lot. Who you fucking know? says that? <laughs> hey, my uncle's going to be through the window. It's going to be embarrassing, so maybe we should go to your bedroom. Like, hey, have- let's go into your room, because, you know, my uncle likes... A, he's a peeping Tom. He's actually outside right now. <laughs> he's got a long lens, and uh, yeah. he really likes to take... He really likes to snap. 
Which is in general the truth when I say it. (laughs) (laughs) So just just say, hey, let's go to your bedroom. You don't need to have an excuse. Come on, Ben. You're better than that. Also, sorry. One other quick thing. Back when, Mm. again, I know they're like, when they were talking on the phone, both Chris Cooper and Ben Affleck, they know those lines are recorded, right? And they're having Mm -hmm. like not the most oblique conversation ever. They're like, I think I'm going away for a while. Wink, wink. It's like, (laughs) are we? It's like, they're fucking, they record all these calls, you dumb sack of shit. And the FBI knows that I was like following him. Yeah, they're like, hey, give give me these fucking recordings. I want to see what's going on here. But that that's it. Yeah. That's all I had to say about that. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of weird that Chris Cooper was in this, too. Like, that whole scene, like, probably didn't really need it. I feel like they probably had a lot more footage of him, and they just didn't use it. Like, why would you put Chris Cooper in this for, like, a 25-second scene? Correct. It's like, well, all right, well, about- I'll never see you again. Okay, son. Bye. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too, that I thought was weird, because, like, also, you know, Blake Lively's in this movie, but she's not really in it. Like, She's in no. it for like a couple beats, but I feel like she should have been in this a lot more because I thought she was like the most interesting one. Yeah, yeah, she definitely steals every scene that she's in. Yeah, I thought she was in it a lot more too. Yeah, that's why I was surprised, and I'm like, where the fuck is she? Here's a question I have though. I think it's an important question that probably needs some answering. You think uh, Ben Affleck wore a Jimmy hat when he had sex with Claire? <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to, right? Do you? <laughs> Isn't that by law? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> so after this, we have a mon- uh, yeah a montage. That's that's the word. I'm struggling that's to read. That's what I want. Yeah, that's that's the word. So after this, we have a montage of the boys getting ready for their heist with them scrubbing their hands of any loose skin and buying shaved hair from a barbershop. And then uh, you probably have the most memorable action scene in this movie with their creepy numb masks and machine guns. Like, this is like the cover of all the movie, like the DVDs and movie posters and everything is this one. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, this is, they, I I don't, I will say, all these, like, bank things, these heists and whatever, are all, like, very well shot. Like, even the first one, like, like, they're shifting back between, like, the actual fighting and, like, the security footage, which has no sound. I'm like, oh, these are all, these are all very good, I have to say. Like, they, they are, like, they're pretty action-pumped and, like, just kind of, like, adrenaline-rushed that, like, the movie, like I said earlier, like, the movie goes along pretty quickly. And, like, the, like even, like, you know, towards the end, I was like, oh, there's still a half an hour left. I thought the movie's over. Like, they're getting ready to do the bank robbery, and the robbery's, like, yeah. 25 minutes long. But it, it just flies by. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the cops are on their tails after Jeremy Remmer shoots one of the G.I. or shoots the G.I. Joe guard who had uh, Affleck at gunpoint. And then you do get a great car, uh, car chase. Um, that definitely gave me anxiety knowing that Boston's street, uh, street grid is just like <laughs> set up like a hedge maze. That That's the real that's the real uh, uh, key point we should be talking about here is this fucking driver has got like a amazing map of Boston somewhere in the back of his big fat head. Because there's no... He's <laughs> I'll give fucking, him five stars. Yeah, exactly. This guy's making like hairpin turns down like these streets that... You know, cows trampled over, and then we were just like, you know, what would be good here, pavement. It's like, wait, <laughs> stop, think about this for five fucking seconds. They're like, nah, yeah. I like I like where I'm going with this. I want a handbrake drift this Dodge minivan. <laughs> I know, I was gonna say <laughs> the most expert, the most expert uh, uh, of all escape of escape vehicles is the fucking <laughs> Dodge Caravan, as we all know. The next part, I think, is when John Hamm like gets up. 
and like in a very dramatic beat goes close the bridge yeah yeah the charlestown bridge <laughs> not where, the charlestown bridge when, oh god when john han got up and said that where like ben affleck and the whole team were they were literally five seconds so i'm not kidding like i'm saying they're five seconds away <laughs> from the charlestown bridge <laughs> you yeah they're the north end right there was no time to close the Charlestown Bridge. Like, they were literally right there. <laughs> but it is a very cool action scene, I have to say. I liked all of that. Yeah, like the POV, though, of the, like the road and every, you know, this is a whole thing. So, so people have never been to Boston or haven't driven in Boston, you're lucky that you haven't. But I know Tim and Preble can attest to this since they live in the city. But Boston is by far the most unorganized city in the country. Like, they didn't, there's no way they had a city planner because there isn't any planning. Like, it's just circles of roads that just lead to, like, one, you know, one ways and dead ends. Yeah. No, I mean, it, was, it was planned in the 1600s. The, yeah. Yeah. When I was making fun of cow paths, like, that's kind of a real thing. Like, literally, yeah, yeah. they were just like, these are the horses walk by. This is where everyone goes. So we're just going to put the road here. It's like, wait, <laughs> stop. Think about what you're doing. Especially because, like, in those neighborhoods, like Charlestown, the North End, like, that... Yeah. Those are the oldest neighborhoods mm-hmm. in Boston. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, like, they are. And that's why, like, all those streets are so fucking narrow for a reason. Because, you know, when they were building them in, like, the 1700s, they ever thought they were going to have a city, like, supporting, like, 700,000 people in, like, a metro area of, like, millions. They were yeah. like, we're going to live here in our small congregationalist community. It's like, nope. Not true. What are cars? <laughs> Just dumping sand into the ocean. Like, yeah, let's just push shit here now. Yeah, I was gonna say. Just pointing at the middle Atlantic Ocean. Uh, this will be uh, the, the, the north end. Like, that's that's the ocean. Yeah, it's fine. No, I like it. I think no, it's good. That's good. Back Bay used to be the Charles River. They yeah. was just all, it was all infill. Yeah. Well, that's like when you're at the public gardens, they start with, so like, I can't remember the street, so they go A, B, C, D, because that's where, like, the land started. Like that's yeah. where like and now it's like it's like, oh yeah, we're just adding all this shit now. It's like what Boston Common used to be on the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Boston Common used to be shoreline. Yeah. Every I think it's like where the, the, the tea party happened. Like that's like the tea yeah. party. It's like a quarter of a mile just of land now <laughs> until it gets to the ocean. Right. Well that's what's crazy. It's like you look at a map of Boston now and you place it over a map from like seventeen fifty, like it's unrecognizable because we filled yeah. the whole thing in. That's why Fenway Park is was in the fence. It's like this marshy motherfucking area. Shitty area, nope. yeah. Yeah, it's like not anymore. No. Yeah, that's the whole thing, though, with Boston. It's like all roads lead to Rome, and Boston, all roads just lead to a dead end. Yeah. It's like, uh, that's why I don't drive, because I, I'm already furious all the time. So I don't <laughs> need to be any more upset than I already am. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some connections there between road rage, mass holes, and just the roads. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Um, also, though, every single guy would be deaf after they just start firing at the cops inside of that car. Yeah, right next to each other's faces. Yeah. Yeah. Say, this is God. You're deaf. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not deaf, then you have like severe hearing problems. Like, there's no way yeah. everyone else is getting out of the van and be like, "Oh, you guys want to go to see the Who?" It's like, no, you're already deaf. Right. I feel like most people in this movie would have uh, a strange affliction called uh, bullet wounds. <laughs> yeah. like most people just even in the city of Boston if this many bullets were flying around yeah. would all have bullet wounds oh my god yeah we, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah we don't really talk about these there must be collateral consequences right because again like Charlestown is as we've described not terribly large and they fired probably like 5,000 rounds into the surrounding areas 
Yeah, somehow yeah, right. everyone is everyone, including the people shooting the guns at each other, are miraculously like okay. It's like an A team scene. <laughs> yeah, as I say. Yeah, BA pretty much is revenge. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So anyway, so they're you know they shoot they're shooting at the cops. They burn the first minivan while the cops are still there. Jump into the second getaway car. At that point, that's when John Hamm you know puts on the block the bridge. But Fat Albert, it's too quick. They get over it since they're you know five minutes or five feet away they get into the, and then they get into the third getaway car after dumping um all the used hair into the second car and then you get the, like that laugh out loud funny scene of the cop just sitting there just watching these guys load up on like the third car of nun masks and machine guns and he's just like literally and figuratively just turning a blind eye as he just looks in the opposite direction i was gonna say he's the the smartest cop i've ever seen in my <clears throat> life the smartest boss and cop ever it's like yeah i'm doing detail for this busted water pipe those machine gun yeah. nuns are not my problem. Yeah, that that is the most accurate thing in this movie because I remember I like for a while we were doing uh, a bunch of like inspections in the central artery tunnels, looking at a bunch of systems, and we that would we had to do night work a lot. So I'd show up at like midnight, and we'd work till four in the morning, and we'd always have a steady detail with us. Always have a steady detail with us. I do I do air quotes for people who are not in my apartment um <laughs> they would just show up and be very like, good for a podcast and then we'd all yeah then we then we'd all go yeah yeah we're good and you go okay bye and then he'd just leave and then he'd, he'd right. undoubtedly charge you know four hours at a hundred dollars an hour yep right, i'm going to donkeys yeah yep well good thing i know for people who don't live in boston or don't read the news is why they have a huge problem with one of the barracks here because they charged a shit ton of overtime they didn't do so you had a bunch of these state troopers making like thousands upon thousands of dollars for hours they didn't do so yeah i remember doing a um a job in boston years ago and i was talking to this one cop and he was just bitching about having a 16 hour shift making a hundred dollars an hour and i just looked at him i'm like dude i'm making 12 dollars an hour and i'm here for 16 hours what the fuck are you bitching about? <laughs> Very difficult. They do, they do that so they can make a shit ton of money. <sighs> I know. It's like, you're making $1,600 today, and you have a problem with that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're yes, standing there. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, well, John Hamm says that this is the not fucking around crew, and we need to be two or something like that, uh, because now we're not going to be fucking around. And this not fucking around thing can go both ways, so don't you be fucking around, all right? So, uh, Ham, the FBI... <laughs> okay, John. So, uh, <laughs> Ham and the FBI bring the whole robbery team in for separate inter- uh, interrogations, and uh, Fed Albert, a pretty funny scene, too, of him just, you know, struggling to read a few lines. Yeah. That was good. It was like, <sighs> I just don't, I, I don't believe it. It's like, what do you mean believe it? Just read it. It's like, yeah. Try to make this thing authenticious. Authenticious. That's what it was. What'd you say? Do they teach your kids how to read in Charlestown? Yeah. The answer is no. They don't. Nope. Nope. So then you find out that the air quote podcast, good guy John Hamm is a nasty son of a bitch who plays hardball. And he tells Affleck that he... Uh, will never be able to make a deal with the FBI. And if it was up to him, he'd smother the wounded armed truck guard to death so they could charge him with murder. And then he tells Affleck that he's got to get ass-raped in prison. And then Affleck tells Ham to do a better job of surveillance and asks to leave since he knows that they can't charge him with anything. 
I would love like you know this plays out differently. Ben Affleck gets caught, does a trial, and then the defense lawyer like inter- enters the recording that they undoubtedly have of that conversation into <laughs> evidence, being like, uh, "Mr. Ham, did you uh, did you actually say that you intended to smother this man to death so that you could get a conviction of my client?" Well, yeah, you gotta, you're taking this out of context. You're taking this all wrong. Come on. Figure of speech, isn't it? I was it? drinking a lot back then. I'm, I'm in recovery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a better man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why is him being such a dick in this scene? Like, yeah. these guys are bank robbers, nothing personal. And then he's just, like, way over the top, just super escalating the whole thing. He has lost his damn cool. It's like, oh, it's like listen, okay. you piece of shit. Yeah. Huh. Because like, oh. no one does this stuff in my city, Max. <laughs> Table slam. Because <Yeah. laughs> I fucking love this city and all its people, and I want to protect them. It's like, oh, okay. Thank you, John. I had written down that the entire situation is like Tim at a high school basketball game back in the day. <laughs> just just telling people that I'm going to slit their throat. I'll slit your throat. <laughs> and, then Jim's, and then Jim Sullivan getting very mad at me. <laughs> and then Tim getting ejected from a high school basketball game and flipping off Twice. all the fans. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> I have, there's never been, there's, I've never had an issue with anger or anything like that, guys, so... Yeah, I think there's a general agreement, I think, with uh, the dean of students that Tim cannot go to any more high school basketball games. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think Mr. Devine and Tim had a very, very <laughs> fruitful conversation. Uh, at oh, God. I still remember. I was, I was standing next to Tim when that shit happened. I remember that. It was like an and one, and the guy, like, the kid clapped, and Tim just going, I'll fucking slit your throat! I'll fucking slit your throat! <laughs> I think I think a measured and and well uh, calculated reaction on my part. I regret nothing. You know, yeah. like, I do regret nothing. This is like this is like George like George uh, Costanza from Seinfeld when it's like I heard you had sex on the desk with the clean lady and then Tim's like was that wrong? Should I not have done that? Told told the guy I was going to slit his throat because I I gotta, I gotta plead ignorance here. You guys should have seen me after I got out to my car and I was collecting all my tools. <laughs> my tools. <laughs> oh, I've been thinking, I've been dreaming of this day. The get a job killer was born that day. The Dennis basketball Jim team Sullivan. never played again. Jim Sullivan birthed me. <laughs> he, you I mean, this? not me, not me. Oh yes, <laughs> not not Tim, because we all. The know. blood is on your hands, Jim. <laughs> Um, also, though, John Hamm, he said that the the, the star market quote was done badly on purpose. Star market. Oh, God. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That no, was he did, yeah, he too. drops that fake Boston accent. Yeah, but he said he said he, he intentionally did it that way. Um, Good. Good. All right. So after that, Claire quits her job and the FBI hears Affleck speaking to her on the phone. So. Uh, thank you, Patriot Act. So Ham goes to her house and tells her that Affleck robbed the bank and she's in some big trouble. Also, I like that she has a really, she's got really aspirational dreams. She quits being a bank manager and she wants to teach and volunteer full time. Good. I mean, that's the luck to you. You know, be barely taking a full time volunteering job. I don't know. I didn't know those existed. Her parents are from Wellesley, kid. She's got money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look at that apartment. She doesn't need the work. 
volunteer full time. Yeah, I make fifteen dollars an hour, and I live in an apartment that costs a million dollars. It's like, oh, okay. right, <laughs> right, okay. What's your last name? Bach. That <laughs> is an Ernie Bach Jr. Is he? He is. How did you know? <laughs> then he just yeah. walks in. He walks in playing a good, mean guitar solo. Ernie Bach. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to eat my jaw? <laughs> it's like, no. Do I look like Eddie Vedder with his long hair? Hi, my dad made a bunch of money. Now I have it. <laughs> want to watch Bye. me squander it? Bye. See ya. <laughs> now check out this tasty lick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, we should just do a mini episode just trashing Ernie Bach Jr. <laughs> that, that we would have enough material for that, so... Well, let's, not get wrong. <laughs> let's get back to the movie. So, uh, Remmer tells Affleck that the florist has a new job, but Affleck's done and plans on leaving town. But Remmer reminds him that he killed a friend to keep Affleck out of jail, and he's is and uh, he isn't going nowhere. Um, I had to put subtitles on for the scenes. I couldn't understand a fucking word that Remmer. Was- yeah, this is when it kind of went off a little bit. He was getting there when they're getting real mad. The accents are becoming like indistinguishable from just like. Mummerish. I was like, oh, okay, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, I mean... I just gave up, and I was like, they they must be yelling at each other. I'm going to wait for the resolution. Well, okay. But, well, I, I listened to it, and I was just like, what the f- what the fuck was he... What did he just say? So then I had to rewind it, put on subtitles, just to understand. Like, he was talking about this guy. The guy that he shot had a bullet in his heart, and he ran, like, 500 yards, and he should have been, a, like, uh, running track. But the way he came out, it's like... Yeah. Fucking guy had a bullet in his eye. I was like 500 yards. <laughs> Should have been a fucking running track. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Slow down, Jeremy. You're making. Yeah. You're going a I've mile living, a minute. I've been living in Tennessee for too long. For, I couldn't translate that. No. Well, so, after that, Affleck goes to the florist, says he isn't doing any more jobs, but the florist says he's going to do whatever he tells him to do, or else he's going to clip his nuts off like he did his daddy's. So then uh, Fergie drops the big bomb in the movie and tells Affleck that his mom committed suicide after he got her hooked on heroin because Chris Cooper wanted to do his own thing. And she hung herself down on Melania Cass. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, oh, Jesus. It's really specific, but that's... Melania Cass is far. It's a far way to do that, but, you know, okay. But, I mean, okay. if, you're, if you're a junkie, that's where you would be. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it makes sense, but just... Wherever the heart takes. It's not close to Charlestown, but. So then, after that, Fergie threatens to kill Claire, and uh, Affleck then runs to check on her at her place. But oh no, she already knows that Affleck's a bank robber, and she threatens to call the cops unless he leaves and never talks to her again. Um, good line delivery by Rebecca Hall as well. When Affleck says that uh, the night that he came over to her house, he had planned on uh, telling her everything, and she's like, "Oh, you mean the night that he came over here and fucked me?" It's just like a lot of disdain in her voice. Like, it's really cut to the core. <laughs> when she said that, I went, yeah. like, out loud, I was like, ooh. Yeah. But you know he did a good job. Otherwise, she wouldn't have had that much passion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's true. That's right. That's right. Yeah, also, yeah, if this... Right. Yeah, then she says something like, like, is this your thing? Like, you just bang all the girls that you kidnap? It's like, you should know after a weak-ass attempt to get her in bed that this is not, like, a, a regular thing yeah. for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not his forte, I would say. Um, so after that, Affleck caves in, agrees to do the job, and goes to Claire and asks her to wait for him. Then uh, Fergie goes over the job, which is the Rob Fenway after a four-game series with the Yankees. 
which will come out to an estimated 3.5 million, or in Fenway currency, two hot dogs and four beers. Yeah, <laughs> that's about right. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Is there? Most recently, I remember going there and trying to get two beers, and I was like, "Oh, I think I've wasted forty dollars here somehow." <laughs> I thought I, I thought I was getting two beers. Apparently, I ordered Crown Royal for the whole stadium. <laughs> Apparently, I, I just <laughs> bought oh. Crown Royal. <laughs> Can I get? Excuse uh, me, ma'am. Can I get two thimble thimble sized uh, beers? Well, that oh, that'll be fifty dollars a piece. Hmm. Okay. Can I get a? Yeah. Can I get a dog and uh, two Miller Lights? Sure. And uh, hold on, once uh, your credit card was denied. Oh, I didn't have a limit on that. Okay. Hmm. You can sign here. Uh, Okay. uh, What what am I signing? That's a lien on your house. (laughs) So. Do you want these fucking dogs or not? Yeah, but this is the cringe, uh, the, like the real super cringy line of the whole movie when Fergie calls Fenway the cathedral of Boston. Ugh, like that always bugged me. I still, th- I hadn't seen this movie in like probably six years, and I still think about that line. I don't know why. It's just like, who the fuck calls Fenway the cathedral of Boston? Especially when there are cathedrals in Boston. Yeah, yeah famously, we're the seat of the archdiocese, so you know we have. We have some pretty pretty good ones, actually. But Yeah, exactly. And no one ever calls Fenway the Cathedral of Boston. If I did hear someone say that, I would know, one, they're not from around here. And two, this is the, this is the next person they need to hire to get a job killer to take, <laughs> take care of. Take I him got, out. I found a new person for my list. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. That's fucking... Anyway. I was gearing up to kill Ferg until Ben Affleck beat me to it. Damn. <laughs> Damn him. So handsome, too. I was, I was going to say, as much as I love sports, which I do, why? Why would that ever be something that you'd be, like, proud of? I know so many kids that were like, yeah, the Cathedral of Boston, that's so cool. I'm like, why? We just sound like a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. We have, like, nothing else better in our lives other than the fucking go to this magical cathedral. It's like, all right. Oh, dude, the thing that really gets me about, like, Boston sports fans, and again, I'm with probably, like, literally sports are essentially essentially my life at this point but it's, you know like i i hear so many boss people talking about we're just winners we're winners we're city of champions you know <laughs> we just win around here it's like what what do you mean we're winners <laughs> you you have not won anything you are not on any of the teams yeah. yep <laughs> furthermore no one on any of the teams are from around here <laughs> all the day teams are Right. The teams are in no way a reflection of the population's success. No. The also, owners aren't from here, and none of the players are from here. There's no way. Exactly. Right. These are contracted you are not athletes. In this at all. <laughs> right. Literally contracted. Yeah, if you want to look at this like. In terms of, like, history, we're famously losers. Right, exactly. <laughs> famously. Like, the Patriots until, like, 2000 were a bunch of laughing stocks. The Red Sox until the early 2000s, famously losers. The Bruins hadn't won since, like, 1974. And with the exception of the Celtics, who hadn't won since, like, 1986. 86, We yeah. sucked. Yep. <laughs> right, exactly. But we're winners. <laughs> and I we're like winners. those days better. In fact, we just we just had this, we, I decided this co up at work like an intern and I was talking like we were sitting at a table at lunch and I was saying, you know, I'm like, well, I'm a Boston sports fan. So I'm like pessimistic by nature. And he said to me, what are you talking about? Why would a Boston sports fan be pessimistic? And Mm -hmm. I grabbed my knife and I was like, (laughs) I was like, 
I was about to stab him. Someone had to like steady my hand. <laughs> Under the table, there's a there's a battle wager. The person next to Tim is just grabbing his wrist. There's just an intense struggle. It's like don't. That that is first true. day. First impressions. Tim. He's an intern, Tim. Ex- exactly. He's an intern. He's disposable. <laughs> we don't need him. <laughs> He's a sacrificial lamb. So, like I, I like <laughs> for the Boston sport gods. my teeth. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> what and then you, I had to re- I realized asshole? he's like yeah he's like well he's like 19 yeah he, he yeah. literally d- doesn't remember when Boston Sports wasn't no. just constantly winning championships yeah it's like my brother same yeah. exact thing it's angering it's like I don't it's not it's not what I know nope yeah. I still have that like streak of we're always gonna lose in me and I'm never gonna that's never gonna go away yeah. yeah. Also, if you like do, if you watch any TV series or read any books about Boston, you will know like that about Boston sports. To be clear, it's like that is our destiny. Like that's what you should be. Should always be pessimistic. Yep. Right. Yeah. That's 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 when that's actually measures a true Boston sports fan is when if someone says like, oh, the Patriots are going to win it all this year, it's like you clearly are not a Boston sports fan <laughs> because the Patriots can fucking lose Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, gang, you know, we had a really great, you know, we really did our best, and, you know, next year's going to be... I'll just be grateful. Man, we all, the yeah, drought's over, let the rain begin. No! <laughs> uh, well, tell you what, uh, we've been doing this for about an hour, and it seems like we've been doing this for three. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah. We haven't even gotten to the Cathedral of Boston yet, right? Oh, we're we... Almost at the cro- we're almost at the Speaking city. of Cathedral of Boston, who fucking says that? Am I right, guys? <laughs> Turn to a loop. All right. <laughs> so uh, after this, John Hamm approaches Blake Lively at a bar, and he has his six inches monologue about the size of a twenty dollar bill. And uh, this is probably one of the best John Hamm scenes because he starts the convo off being all flirty with her, uh, while Blake Lively's giggling, and then it ends pretty much with him being like, "I'll put you in prison. And I'll take your kid away." Oh yeah, by the way, Ben Affleck never gave a shit about you or your fucking kid. Yeah, that one's pretty devastating. Real quick, it's heavy man. It was good scene though. It yeah, is. John Hamm really knew what what buttons to push here for Blake oh, yeah. Lively. It's like yeah, this this thing doesn't even uh, what 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 do you say? Like it doesn't even match the same weight in oxy. It's like oh no, yeah, oh yeah. boy. That that was that was the tipping point where it's like oh no, he knows too much. This guy isn't trying to chase the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, not to jump too far ahead, but uh, she gets into a DOI after Affleck says that he's leaving town with someone else. And she tells him about the Fenway heist um, off screen just to kind of save herself and her kid. And then um, also Jeremy, Jeremy Remmer uh, tells Affleck that he won't go back to prison if things go south, which is some foreshadowing. And uh, now it's time for the final heist with uh, Remmer and Affleck dressed as cops as they get into Fenway. And uh, pretty cool that the Sox were, uh, allowed them to shoot all like the inner workings of the stadium as well. It's really nice to let them shoot it all up, too. You know, all those yeah. bullet holes must be very difficult to get out <laughs> before the season started. So. <laughs> Especially when this is filmed, which was during the season. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's a crazy clean and clean up clue. Also, there's absolutely no reason for them to have that scene of them going, like, during the game, watching the game. It's like, I don't know about this. What do you think? Well, we're about to find out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What the yeah, fuck was right. the point of that scene? You just wanted to have a shot of Fenway during a, during a live game. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure Affleck just wanted to angle. He's like, I'd like to see another Red Sox team as much as I, you know, see as many as I can. So I was just going to say, he just wants some people to applaud him. Because I remember years ago, me and Tim went to a Sox game and it was during the Benefer thing. And Ben, do you remember that Tim? Ben Affleck threw out the first pitch and everyone booed the shit out of him. And then everyone started chanting. (laughs) And then everyone started chanting, where is Jennifer? (laughs) 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 The times have changed. Oh, yes. All right, go ahead, Tim. I was just going to say like during the whole shoot 'em up scene i was kind of like wondering when i would see like drew pomeranz just kind of like walk through the bullets <laughs> and just get shot just get shot up like like <laughs> fucking like, robocop yeah <laughs> it's like a million i feel like, like alex core would like push him out there and be like drew go over there get me that ball huh he's like, like shoot it over there coach i don't think i don't think i should go over there no 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 do it do it <laughs> Like Alex okay. literally, literally trying to get rid of Drew Pomerantz however he can. <laughs> Mookie's like, I can get it. No, Mookie, no. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Mookie, you stay here. No, no, no. Too no. Ben <laughs> Hey, coach, I can pitch a couple innings. No, Drew, we're just gonna leave you in and literally wreck Nathan of all arm for for the rest of his life. <laughs> I saw that bubble gum that uh, that the bubble gum uh, bubble that you're doing. Keep that up. I want to see a new one next inning. Okay, kid. All right. All right, coach. Yeah. I'll, I'll do. I'll do better at just blowing bubble gum. You got it, buddy. It's like okay. All right. Ugh. Well, um, also though, so when they're uh, in the stadium, anyone else notice that uh, some of the shots of uh, Affleck, he has like a three or four day old beard, and then some other shots, he's like clean cut. I thought I noticed. I I wasn't sure because I was like weird. it wasn't like it wasn't super. I didn't think it was like super duper like uh, like obvious, but yeah, I was like he looks a little different now. He's going from like this weird five o'clock shadow to like a much yeah. thicker. It's like a beard. I was like, all right. <laughs> it's like, like blended I don't in. I don't know who the continuity person. Yeah, yeah. There's a continuity person on this film, but they are. Uh, it was Affleck. Not doing. <laughs> yeah, it was Affleck. But if you look better like this, then no, please. Anyway, um, Affleck and Remmer they hold up the security guards while Des cuts off the security cameras, and they get into the cash room and uh, tell the money men uh, their home addresses. Uh, both their wives are also named Linda, and uh, with <laughs> the Lindas want to let want you to open the door. Um, yeah, and then without any issues, they bag the three million dollars in cash and load it into the ambulance. That was, that probably, was probably the laugh, the laugh out loud for me. I like, I like that. It's like, like the name of the guy's name is like wife, wife also Linda. I was like, that's that's, that's also, also fucking true because I know, know like twenty like twenty five <laughs> Lindas that are it's like fifty five yep. and up. Yeah, especially in Quincy and fucking uh, Mattapan or wherever the fuck the other guy was from. Yeah. Randolph. Randolph. There you go. Bingo. Oh, that's right. Even better. Oh, man, that's like the home. That's like the home base of. <laughs> Randolph. The Lindas. Go when they get when they get into that room, like the guy goes. Yeah, when you're in Walpole, I know a couple of guys who are gonna tune you up. It's like, what? Why does everyone know someone in jail? <laughs> you fucking work for the. You think that the Red Sox are gonna let some guy who's just affiliated with a bunch of people in jail like count their money for him? <laughs> no. Nope. If you work for the Red Sox, you're a nerd. You probably went to Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got, you got a fucking master's degree, and this is the only thing you can do in the fucking city because your uncle used to work there. Right. Yeah, so they're loading all the money into the ambulance, but wait, it's a little too quiet, and there isn't a single person in the area except for Drew Pomerantz. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but there's about 200 BPD and FBI SWAT members standing out on Yawkey Way. So Remmer just casually looks over his shoulder, says a couple of words to one of his buddies, 
quietly takes his machine gun and just starts firing at all the cops. (laughs) Subtlety lost now. (laughs) Okay, I thought we were going to try and sneak out of here, but no. Oh, no. Yeah, also, if there's ever a gunfight like this at Fenway, the entire stadium would just fucking explode. It's uh, it's a very yeah. old stadium. I don't really think it could yeah. stand it, like an all-out gunfight between, like, you know, FBI, BPD, a bunch of randos that are just in there. I don't think it's going to work. Grenades, just... Yeah, yeah, flash grenades, apparently. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. Yeah, those, those 105-year-old support beams are probably as sturdy as Preble's house. Bazinga. And must I say, it's a very sturdy box. I'm sorry, house. <laughs> that's what I meant to say. <laughs> I was going to say, you kind of undermine your argument there, Max. I'm it's, sorry. It's a stu- that's a sturdy Sears box. <laughs> and it's also green from all the mold. Listen, not anymore. That's, that's I got a, a structural tarp. In, that's a structural integrity component. <laughs> tarp, tarps really resolve that problem, Max, pretty, pretty hard. You know? <laughs> that homeless guy I won it from, he uh, didn't get up easy, though. <laughs> but I won the day, I'd say. So uh, Dez, he gets stunned by one of the grenades and stands up. Not a smart move because he then just gets sniped in the head. Dead. And then uh, Fed Albert tells the other two that he'll cause a distraction because the police are looking for EMTs. And then he promptly gets gets hit with like a rain of gunfire, smashes into a car, and is dead. He got real fucked up. Yeah, he did. It was getting a, it was uh, pretty gruesome. Pretty gruesome. Yeah, I, I've kind of forgot how like... This is a little more violent. Like, not just violent. I knew it was violent, but like bloody and like kind of, especially later on. I was like, oh, oh yeah, this is getting real, real. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Yeah, I got a few things to say about Remmer too, but yeah, like he he really got focused on like the the crew member guys getting killed. It's like that looks kind of real. <laughs> yeah. Good job by him. Um, Affleck and Remmer they blend in with the cops and sneak away. And uh, you got to love the uh, the team cooperation between the Boston FBI and BPD. Another nice like cinematic trope where Ugh. it's just like it's like it's like you're out of, this is out of your jurisdiction. Oh, is it? Get the is fuck it? out of here! This is our case. Not anymore. It's not. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Put your fucking hand down. So the boys they might be in the clear, but no, because the FBI they get the tip that the robbers were dressed as cops, and John Hamm chases Remmer down on foot, leading to the massive shootout, just like Remmer said. Uh, that he would do when, if ever a push came to shove, while Affleck just kind of watches from afar. And um, gotta say, Remmer's Boston accent "fuck you" line delivery is probably the best in movie history. I think he's the real actor here. He is so good. I actually would agree with that. Yeah, he's, he really is very good. He has a better Boston accent than Affleck, and he's from fucking California. A way better Boston accent than Affleck. He nails it. It's like Coughlin, you're surrounded. Put your weapons down. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck, you. Like, fuck you. It's like, oh, okay. I said, fuck you. <laughs> you can't tell if he just got into like a fender bender or if he's going to get blown away by the FBI. <laughs> or he's going to commit ah, police suicide. <laughs> okay. So apparently, Remmer, he spent like several weeks with a bunch of um, uh, like Charlestown robbers who were like in prison. <laughs> like he, he like went and just like visited them for like several weeks and like got a bunch of shit down. But yeah, like he. I mean, he got nominated for an Oscar in this, but he he nailed it. I forgot he did. That's true. Yeah. I am an actor. 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 I'm going to play some Marvel guy that kind of just hangs out in the background later. Yeah. 
Oh, Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye. That's the one. Completely wasted. Fucking useless. Yes. What a, what a useless Avenger. So, uh, Remmer, he takes a sip out of a random Coke cup next to a trash can, says he surrenders, and then just commits police suicide. And uh, this is the next one, yeah. that uh, They do a great job of the makeup here, just when he gets shot in the face. But, you know, typically in movies, when someone gets shot, they just have, like, a red hole in their face, but... You know, Affleck made sure it actually looked real. And he has, like, these huge bloated bumps next to, like, his temple and his cheek where he got shot. Like, you can see where, like, the actual exit wound, you know, came from. Good job. Yeah, I'll give him credit with that. And I was like, Jesus Christ. You know why? Because I was like, usually, yeah, to your point, Max, it's usually like, oh, there's a big hole. Like, well, I'm, I don't think that's gross. Like, this is obviously fake. But this one, I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, his, like, face is swelling up. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't like this. It's like if you ever looked at the crime photos of Bonnie and Clyde, with like their faces, like oh yeah. my god, that is fucking brutal. It's like the same exact thing. It's like they he just got fucking lit up. So after this, Affleck he goes to the florist shop, uh, tells the mu- muscle something went wrong, and just kills him. And then uh, he and Fergie uh, shoot at each other. Good thing Affleck has his vest on because Fergie doesn't have one, and he definitely doesn't have one covering his dick and balls, because Affleck puts his gun right on top of them and says, Hey, Fergie, remember who clipped you nuts? And blam! Those balls are gone, and so is Fergie. A, a cringeworthy moment <laughs> for any man. <laughs> yeah. I was not very happy about that. I also think that gunfight was very confusing. For some reason, it was like... They wanted to do like a Neo moment because <laughs> I, I like they thought like things like slowed down ever so slightly. It was just very odd. Yeah. They were saying like three feet away from each other, shooting like 500 times. Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, why, why is this there? Why did you choose to do it this way? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it was, it was a little weird. But I liked it. And yes, body armor always wins. Yeah, it's probably because of that actor he died like two weeks after this movie ended, so he—that's probably the, like the fastest he could actually move. Is that true? Yeah, really? Yeah, I think this is his last movie. Four minutes. Did he die of old age? I think he was like eighty. Uh, bullet wounds. I've bullet, bullet wounds. Bullet wounds. Apparently, come on, Tim. Shot to uh, the dick and balls. <laughs> Shot to the ass. Like, I think it was dick aside. <laughs> dick aside. <laughs> Well, see you guys later. I think that's uh, I think it's my crowning moment on this podcast. That's for you, Bill. That's uh, best of luck. He unfortunately suffered a fatal dick and ball soup. <laughs> yeah, so uh, after this, the FBI gets a call saying Fergie was killed, and Ham says it has to be Affleck. So they're all waiting at Claire's house while she's on the phone with Affleck, and he knows this because uh, he can see her across the street. So uh, Affleck's sad because he can see see that uh, Claire's setting him up. But you know, right before she hangs up, she says, "Seeing him will be like one of her sunny days," which is a callback from earlier that we didn't mention because who gives a shit? So that sunny days always make her sad because she always thinks of her brother dying on a sunny day. So uh, Affleck gives uh, the same type of smile that he gave at the end of Goodwill Hunting, which is kind of like a mixture of sadness and relief. Then disguises himself as a Metro T employee and dips out of the city in plain sight. So it's on the Amtrak. Probably the most miserable way to get to Florida. Oh my god. Put me in jail already. Jesus. (laughs) I was going to say, just, and second thought, why don't you arrest me? Why don't we just. (laughs) You know what, John Ham? I think I'll take that uh, that prison rape. I don't want to go down (laughs) to Florida and Amtrak. But Affleck, like he, he only had like a like a hundred thousand dollars with him too. It's like that's only that's not gonna last him very long. No, yeah, he's like, ah, oh, this is a bad plan. How do you make enough? <laughs> how do you make 
a lot of money. <laughs> Tangerines where? Ah, right. fuck. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Yeah, the only job he's going to be able to get is, like, picking tangerines with a bunch of uh, illegal immigrants. <laughs> yeah. So, um, meanwhile, Ham and the FBI are waiting for several hours at Claire's house and realize that Affleck's not coming, so they pack up. And uh, before Ham uh, gets into his car, he sees a note, and he uh, reads it, and it's Affleck just uh, writing down saying, Go fuck yourself. Then, uh... Ham gives it to Claire's lawyer, who's walking by, and he says it's for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that part. So as the movie wraps up, Claire is gardening and finds a bag full of money with a note and a tangerine from Affleck telling her to take the money. Uh, she'll do better things with it than he ever could. And he'll see her again, this side or the other. And then the movie fades out with Affleck now with a beard and longer hair looking out of the water. The town. that's the movie that's the movie time for trivia a few things here the first cut of this movie was four hours long oh my god (laughs) jesus christ yeah also affleck he wanted mark Wahlberg for the role uh, that jeremy remmer played (laughs) that was his first choice was mark fucking marky mark but he was filming the fighter so he couldn't do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm That movie with Mark Wahlberg in it would have been unwatchable. It would have been like Charlestown Transformers. It would have been the (laughs) worst movie (laughs) ever. I'm glad you told me that, Max, because I was thinking, like, what would Mark Wahlberg... Well, I'm not going to get into that, but, like... Oh, we'll get into it. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to save that for later. (laughs) But, oh, my God, that this movie would have made me want to kill myself more than... What's that? The fucking the nature movie where everyone's killing themselves that he's in. The happening. The happening. The happening. Oh god. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. What's going on here? Well, it, it did work out though. As mentioned prior, Remmer, he got nominated for an Oscar, but he lost to Christian Bale in the fighter. I didn't realize the fighter got nominated for so much shit. So um, it won Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress for the mom, and then the fighter also it, it was uh, Amy Adams is nominated for Best Actress in that. And then best director, best screenplay, best picture. It got like a shit ton of stuff. To be fair, that is a very, very good movie. It is, but I haven't watched it since I saw it. Yeah. I, I have not seen it. Oh, really? Oh, you should. You'll uh, like it. Movie. Yeah, actually. It's good. Yeah, this one actually doesn't suck as much because it's more. It's uh, more grounded. It's, it's a box. Is movie. Mel Gibson in it? No. Being crazy <laughs> with, a, with a folksy sidekick? No. Mm. <laughs> I doubt. I'd, I doubt I'd like it. <laughs> mm, this, is, well, this doesn't seem like this is old Timmy, old Timmy boy's alley. Um, also, so yeah, uh, the scene where the cop turns uh, his head away was based off a real event, and Affleck added it in after interviewing some real Charlestown bank robbers. Wow. Yep. All right. That's cool. Yeah. I'm say that's a smart cop somewhere out there. Mm-hmm. And just as we mentioned uh, prior about the whole 300 bank robberies in Boston every year, not right, totally wrong. Um, in 2010, when this movie was, away, uh, was made, the FBI reported that there was only 23 uh, bank robberies for the entire year. It's still a number higher than I would have expected. Yeah. 23 and 300 is a pretty uh, vast drastic. Oh, no, 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 it's a massive difference. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. a massive difference. I'm just, I honestly would have said like, yeah, there's like five. All right, so questions. Who's your favorite and least favorite character in this? Um, I think uh, first favorite. 
I just liked his. I liked his, his um, maniacal nature and his uh, uh, the way he commanded his ship. You know, I thought I, I, I don't say I admired him, but I admired him. Um, <laughs> and then um, least favorite character probably John Ham. Just didn't like him. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite. My, I mean, like my favorite like act actor in this movie is is uh, I just blanked on her name. What's her face? Blake Lively? Yes, Blake Lively. She was mega good in this. I thought, that's why I was like surprised and like when I first saw her, I was like, oh, this is going to be good because she'll be in it. And then she was like kind of not, but I still thought she was like the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy didn't, I didn't like, I guess, well, it's, you know who I actually didn't like because he's useless to me is the, uh, that like, you know, John Hamm's little sidekick. Yeah. That guy who just Bosh. was always just saying, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. He was used. To, he was always just like, "Hey, here's a little tidbit for you." And then John Hamm's like, "I got it. Let's go, team." And I was like, "All right, you. I don't like you. You. Yeah. He's always that same character. I've seen that guy probably in like five or ten movies. He's always playing like it's all oh, I'm deputy blah 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 or whatever. It's like he's always some some like secondary lieutenant person. Tell you what though, he had a a mean mustache and gone baby gone. Yeah, that okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Fucking he did. walrus. Um. So for me, I'm gonna say like just either of the Coughlin kids, so Jeremy Renner or Blake Lively, like they both crushed it. Both not being from Boston, two completely different characters, but they blended right in. I thought they were great. Um, least favorite, I'm gonna go the opposite of Tim. I'm gonna say Fergie, just mm. you know, not because he robbed Fenway, but just because he called it the the, uh, the Cathedral of Boston. Nobody yeah, says I'm giving him a pass on that. <laughs> we're so forgiving, so forgiving. No. It's like, boys, we're going to rob Fenway, and then you're going to give me that T-Rex that I wanted. <laughs> that's that's the town, too. They go back to... Boys, fucking... I heard there's a T-Rex under Fenway. <laughs> there's a reason why they called it the Green Monster. <laughs> All right, well, we did get an email from a lady named Michelle who asked us to bring back the Marky Mark question. She was missing that one. So, if Mark Wahlberg was in this, which he almost was, what would he be confused about? So, I know I'm filming The Fighter, but I could definitely fucking be in this movie, too. Because, again, I'm from, the, I'm from the fucking dot. I'm so versatile. I sing and I dance. So, we're... Okay, so we're in this shootout. We're shooting all these guys, and we're in these cars. You're telling me the cars don't turn into robots and fly? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was in the Italian job. I could be the driver. Right. I love driving cars, especially over minorities. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first one. That's the first one. I was going to say, that's the first one. Yeah. (laughs) Finally got him. (laughs) Bazinga. We're only robbing Asian banks, right? Yeah. Those ones are good. I hear China's doing very well nowadays. Maybe they have a lot of money. Hey, you know, guys, uh, I, since we're in the North End robbing this uh, this truck, do you think we can go say hi to my best buddy, the guy who owns Strega? <laughs> he makes a big meatball stuffed with mozzarella cheese and more meat. Polly, make sure your mother cooks us up some supper. We're going to be right over. <laughs> going to rob no, his bank real right quick. Now. <laughs> this fat guy who's uh, the driver, but you think it'd be better if we just get this, uh, you know, this blonde with a big rack? I think that'd be much better. I think that's more interesting from a penis perspective. <laughs> no, hold on, listen to me. Just listen to me. Hear me out. Where are you going? 
<laughs> Wait, come back. This pitch meeting is not going very well. Mark, this isn't a pitch meeting. We're just we're just hanging out. This is very uncomfortable. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> Give me a minute. Wait. Ben, I know this movie isn't it. This, this is all about Charlestown, but I uh, think we could do it in Dorchester. <laughs> no, oh, Mark, we can't do it in Dorchester. I'm never gonna play one of those. Chats. I'm never gonna play one of those Charlestown fucks. They beat us back in '88. They really run me the wrong way. <laughs> so your mom went to Florida. You never called your grandmother the check. What's that all about? <laughs> this is this is actually what uh, Mark Wall would be confused about. And then he'd probably just be like, "What's Charlestown?" <laughs> I never it's been that a far neighborhood. Out. It's a neighborhood in the city you grew up in, Mark. It's it's north. It's the northern part of the city. It's about ten minutes away. What? It's by it's by North Station, Mark. I've never been there. That's not ringing any bells to me. No, none, none at all. I think you're saying it wrong. Isn't that Charleston? Isn't that South Carolina? Is that where the tangerines yeah. are? You're such an idiot, Jimmy. <laughs> You're talking about Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, okay, okay, I get you. You're right. just a big idiot. Okay, all right, all right. So we're doing a bank robbery movie in South Carolina. <laughs> all right, I think we're gonna move on to Jeremy Reimer. What's his agent's number? <laughs> all right. Unlike IMDb with their zero through ten score, or Rotten Tomatoes with a certified fresh and percentage score, we decided to do our own scoring system. So, what would your score be for this? I'm gonna give this. Um, let's see here. 788 successfully robbed banks in one day over let's see 45 oxies <laughs> that Blake Lively has stuffed down her bra. <laughs> I think it's a pretty And good it's story. a push-up bra too, so there's there's a lot of oxy in there. Yeah, this is a ton. It's a ton. Mm-hmm. That's what pushes up the boobs, the oxy. <laughs> it's an oxy. Good pattern. I'm going to I say uh, this movie gets um, five out of five glasses of cranberry juice uh, with <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> That's good. I'm gonna give this one speaking spell for Fat Albert out of three. <laughs> buy one, get one free masks at Party City. <laughs> oh yeah, he's probably yeah. very happy about all those. All those points he's getting at the party city. Very authenticious. 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 Apparently that guy's authenticious like a, Apparently that guy's like a Boston rapper. What? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he named is. Slade, right? Is that his name? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yep. Slade. Yep. Who the fuck is that? It's not Sammy Adams. <laughs> oh God. Does anyone remember yeah. that guy? Aaron Carter. Look like. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. that's the episode. If you want to, uh, if you guys like the show, just please rate and review on iTunes. You can also follow us on our Facebook, Instagram pages. Just click the links at the bottom of the description box of the episode. Uh, you can also email us at tdbackrow at gmail.com. We will read them on air since we've had three emails, one of them from Derek, and we've read them all. So write in. So uh, the bloated and sunburnt Derek should be back with us next week. But until then... Remember, crime doesn't pay unless you rob a bank. That was corny. All right. That's good, though. All right. Bye, guys. Later. Goodbye, everyone.
So uh, I just went to my recording and there was a message that had popped up. It said your microphone isn't working. Oh god! <laughs> so it stopped recording. Oh, no. so I got I got an hour. We had an hour and nine minutes, so okay. I don't know. We got we yeah, got a good chunk of it. All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Tim. To be fair, we both have to switch off. This is true. Every now and then, with our microphones being pure shit. Yeah. Yes.